Leadership File on Premier. It's my joy to welcome you to The Leadership File, the show that aims to help you lead as Christ would have you lead, wherever he's placed you. I'm Andy Peck, your host, and whether you listen live on a Sunday or one of the many thousands who catch up via the podcast, it's great that you can join us. On 5th of July 2018, the NHS celebrated 70 years of service. And for all the challenges the service has been under, many were pleased to give thanks for the treatment that they and their loved ones have received. The NHS is the envy of many parts of the world. But you would probably be mostly grateful for the physical help you were given. You may have had a visit from a chaplain, but it's not normal for your spiritual needs to be met or for there to be acknowledgement that God was involved at all in the process. Well, this week I welcome back Dr. Pete Carter to the Leadership File. He's the senior leader of Eastgate Church near Gravesend, just east of London, and a part-time GP who's developing a network he calls Heaven in Healthcare. I'm looking forward to hearing more about how God is involved and can be involved in the health service. So, Pete, welcome back to the Leadership File. It's lovely to be with you. Thanks once again. Um, so, I mean, you've managed to combine being a part-time GP with pastoring a church. So how long were you a full-time GP for? Um... I was actually a full-time GP for about seven years, so I, I became a partner in general practice in Swanley in Kent um, in 1987. Um, and in uh, 1988, I actually uh, started to lead a, a church with 25 of us in the village that I lived in at that stage called New Ash Green, and that was called uh, New Ash Green Community Church. So basically, I was uh, started leading that small church and was a full-time GP, and then the church grew and needed more of my sort of leadership time. So I became a part-time uh, GP. I did a job share. That was in uh, July 1991. And then 1994, um, as the church continued to go, I needed more of my time. Um, I actually gave up my partnership. Um, and then from there on in, I worked as a locum GP, uh, fitting that locum work around my uh, church uh, work and commitments. And that continued right up until two years ago. Um, and uh, as I've continued to sort of lead the church and what has now become Eastgate um, through various iterations. And two years ago, I, I decided I needed to give up my license to practice medicine, although I'm still a registered doctor, in order to concentrate on building Heaven in Healthcare, um, which is a, a supportive network for anybody who works in the realm of healthcare. Um, and uh, so that's basically it. So I've worked uh, for 20 Two years as a, as a part-time sort of GP, um, full-time uh, church, really, but uh, they've always been part of my life, both things. Sure. Well, on a previous show, we, we've looked at the way the church you serve, which was North Kent Community Church, joined with a, a fellowship in Gravesend and was renamed as, as Eastgate in 2015, with a, with a mandate to become a church which saw supernatural ministries as a regular thing and seeks to empower other Christians and churches to see the same. Uh, you're now an amazing building in in Northley area of, of, of Gravesend, uh, and you continue to see things expanding? Yeah, very much so. We've, we've been in uh, Eastgate, our building, um, five years now. We opened it uh, five years ago, and we're fortunate to have the opportunity of uh, building a, a community and a worship facility in the, uh, the new emerging garden city, Absolute Garden City. Um, and the church has probably trebled in size in those five years. Um, we run a, uh, used to be called the Supernatural School, we now call it the uh, School of Spiritual Life. Um, we're just trying to make that interface with 
with the world a bit more easily. And um, that's, we've trained over a thousand people through our, uh, our schools. Um, we have one that runs on the Thursday and Friday, uh, sort of university term times, another one that runs on alternate Wednesdays. That flourishes, uh, that we have uh, lots of opportunities of engaging with the communities all around us. Uh, we run a, a training program for church leadership teams called Living Fire, and we've got some merging sort of relationship of churches in this country and other nations, about 10 other nations now. And then Heaven in Healthcare, which is a fantastic opportunity to uh, enrich the, the world of healthcare provision. Um, and the way I look at it is I'd, I'd sort of ask a question. If you could imagine Jesus working as a hospital porter, how do you imagine that hospital would be affected by that? Because um, we believe that every Christian has the ability to carry Jesus into their workplace all of their life, home, family, work. And, um, and the Bible tells us that anyone who has faith in Jesus can do the works of Jesus and even greater works. And we're really exploring and, and pushing into that reality of what the Bible teaches us there. So it's a massive challenge, but we've been pushing into that probably for the last 10 years and seen that gradually become a, 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 an actual truth rather than just a sort of one that we acknowledge is in the Bible. And we've just got some amazing stories of breaks out all across uh, our area, but into other areas of the country and through our, uh, the students who do our school. So, yeah, it's a very exciting day to be a Christian in the UK, I would say. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, I mean, probably the church in the past has, has, quotes, believed in healing in terms of, you know, that the minister would say a prayer for healing for the sick, you know, during the service or whatever. Um, and, and occasionally maybe they, they would know of people who have a healing ministry who might come to a church. But but you're saying yeah. that, that that actually potentially any any Christian could be seeing praying for healing and seeing healing. And indeed, you've seen that kind of thing happening at, uh, at Eastgate. Yeah, I think um, it was a challenge uh, right back in, in 2007, really. I was, I was just challenged as to whether I actually believe that verse in the Bible that I quoted, you know, John 14, verse 12, um, where Jesus says, anyone who has faith in him will do with his works and the greater works. And I thought, actually, I have to come to grips with that. And what does that mean? Um, because we've been a church where we have seen a lot of miracles um, happen, but more on a sporadic basis um, and not with everybody confident that they could do such things. So over the last 11 years, we've really pursued that. And now we have a church that's confident that wherever they are, they can literally be Jesus um, to the world and that they can expect to see miracles happen through them. Um, with our training schools, as I say, that becomes normal for, for the students. Um, we just got multiple stories of it. So one of my one of my favourites. Um, we just got. We have every week. We have stories of miracles happening. Um, you know, healing miracles, other miracles, provision. Um, but one time we had a, the lady a few months back who's part of the church, uh, just a young mum with kids at home and uh, some at school, and she has Sainsbury's uh, delivery. Um, and uh, on this occasion, she noticed that there were two people uh, doing her Sainsbury's home delivery. And she said, oh, what's, why have I got two people? And she said, well, uh, one of the guys has done his back in, um, so he can't carry the stuff, so I'm with him because he's the driver and I'm having to help him uh, carry the stuff into people's houses. So this young lady offered to pray for the bad, guy with a bad back, and he said, well, I'm not really into that stuff. And she, she said, well, what have you got to lose? So he let her pray for her. He let her pray for him right there and then, and that was it, off he went. Um, that afternoon, she got a call from the Sainsbury's depot saying, uh, are you Mrs. So-and-so? Um, yes, yes. 
did you pray for somebody? You know, one of our drivers earlier today, and, and she thought, well, I'm not quite sure where this conversation's going. <laughs> yes, indeed. Uh, and the Sainsbury's, then they said, we, we, you need to know, he is so much better that, 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 you know, it's remarkable, and everybody thinks you're an angel here. Um, would you mind if we give him your number, because he wants to talk to you about it? And to sort of cut the long story short, he, this guy was completely healed. He went home, he'd had a terrible back for a long, long time, such that he couldn't play with his kids, he was in agony after work, he couldn't hardly, you know, sit comfortably, and he was completely set free. Um, then he, took, he was in contact he, he, uh, with, with this lady, um, he, he did another delivery for her and actually told her what the actual reality of it, and now he was able to dance with his wife, play with his kids, he was restored. And um, so that's, that's one story, it's just a normal sort of every, everyday life, we get on with it. We don't have to set up a healing meetings or get people into a you know a worship space. It's just that in the everyday life we can actually see this happen. Uh, we've got one of our students. Um, <laughs> she, she's really she's really wise in the way she approaches people. She just says, um, "Look, I'm a Christian. I'm learning to hear from God. I think this is what God might be saying." And so she actually delivers. Um, words of knowledge in that and she's she's now known at one of the uh, marks and spencer food outlets that she frequents as 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 a lady who prays for people because she's prayed for a number of their cashiers and one in particular this lady had terrible back who's been completely freed from a bad back and so the cashier is no regard to as the as the lady who prays for people um, and sees results Wow, that's I mean that's fantastic those stories. So, <laughs> thank you. And and I think just to underline that that statement you made that you're regularly seeing weekly, seeing these kind yeah. of things, which is which is absolutely fabulous. So praise praise God for that. Um, now, <clears throat> by and large, the world of medicine has tended to shy away from anything that's not regarded as as a quote scientific, despite the fact, of course, yeah. the NHS does acknowledge the need of a pastoral approach. There's you know documents that that talk about the importance of the spiritual. So uh, I, I'm just thinking back to when you were a GP, whether you had to kind of be very careful with, with what you said and how you said it. I think, yes, you do in one sense, but wisdom is, is the key issue, um, being wise. Um, so you are actually, the, the medical guidelines for doctors and nurses do uh, allow for people to be prayed for um, and the, uh, the sharing of faith, but in, in, in an appropriate manner. Okay. Um, and it's, the problem is, is usually when it's done in an inappropriate manner that people get in, into difficulties. Um, and I can honestly say, so in all my years of medical practice, I was in hospital and in general practice, uh, I've never got into any difficulty with this. Because basically the, the, the prime principle of, of within the National Health Service is informed consent. Okay. Um, and you can have a, as long as somebody is consenting to a conversation and, and, and maybe, a, you know, an outcome of that conversation, um, then, you know, that is completely within, within, within the guidelines. And the other side of things is that, that uh, there are a, a, broad, a, a large percentage of people who have a religious faith of some sort, um, which is important to them and important to their overall well-being. So if we don't explore that as, as a reality, then we're actually not dealing with people holistically. Um, and recently we, we um, had, a, uh, had an opportunity to talk to the local GPs in our area about this um, and saying that, again, the General Medical Council make it a requirement of, of doctors that they consider the spiritual beliefs and needs of their patients as part of the holistic picture. Um, and that's... that's something I think that Christians get quite fearful about because they're fearful of the stories where you know people have 
got into trouble. My, uh, and we've looked at this, we was, we, our understanding is that basically people get into trouble when they don't do it wisely. I see. Um, so we, we actually do, we've got training around that, so we've done some courses on that, which is when we come around to our Heaven in Healthcare um, conferences and on our website, heaveninhealthcare.com. Uh, we're trying to get this information out there to, to equip people because there's, I think there's quite a lot of misinformation that Christians believe they're not allowed to do it, which isn't true. It, it's how you do it. Um, so I can always say I've never had a difficulty. And it, it is a tricky one because the world of medicine thinks that there's um, a bit of a, you know, a, a divide between medicine and faith. Um, but that does not need to be the case. Um, and I would argue that they're completely compatible, which is... I can we teach again on that one that um, that that you know, Christianity is based on on on, on you know, historical facts with faith involved in it, um, and science is is always pushing the boundaries of it's trying to explore new things all the time. So so it's got factual reality, but it, it's always pushing into new and, and and yet to be understood things. So I don't think science and and, and Christianity are. Uh, particularly different I just think they're they're, they're sort of deemed to be different um, but they're not I don't think in essence Splendid Well you're listening to The Leadership File with me Andy Peck I'm joined this week by Dr Pete Carter and we'll be back just after this and welcome back to The Leadership File with me, Andy Peck. I'm joined this week by Dr. Pete Carter. He's a senior leader of Eastgate Church uh, near Gravesend uh, and formerly a, a part-time GP who's uh, developing a network he calls Heaven in Healthcare. We were talking before the break of how uh, they've seen God uh, move particularly within their local church and seen... Uh, countless healings every every week um, and we're talking particularly about this this approach uh, heaven in healthcare, and how um, we're about in the second part of the show to to unpack a little bit more of that so so Pete, presumably you had a, f- a few folk who uh, you, you chatted with with this kind of idea and then eventually you decided well you wanted to to get a network of people together and and, and see some change so tell me tell me a little about the story of uh, of, of the how the conference has started yeah, well, the story goes back a long, long way, really. It, I think it went back to when I became a Christian in my, my late teens um, because I'd already decided I wanted to become a doctor um, and I didn't have any religious background. Um, so I decided I wanted to give my life to sort of the well-being of people, um, you know, professionally. And then I became a Christian. I thought, well, actually, wow, I get the benefit of, of being a good doctor and I can bring God into this equation, then that only enhances what I have to offer. In, in the world of medicine. So in my mind, that was always been, you know, the case it was, it was quite clear. But what I found out was that, that as I entered uh, medical school and the world of, of medicine, that, that other Christians didn't have the same confidence as I did that, that you could actually put these two together. And there was always a sort of fear around, you're not allowed to do it, it doesn't work. What happens if it doesn't work? What happens if people get disappointed and all those things? So, so in my own practice, it's always been true. I've never found it difficult to do it. And I've always seen God interact uh, with uh, my patients through me. Um, I believe, you know, literally that you know, I can carry the presence of God into any situation um, and he will then act through me. It doesn't have to be, uh, um, you know, with overt, you know, praying for people, but just by my presence in the place. This can be true. And so I've never had any problem bringing Christianity into my workplace. And I've always wanted to enable other Christians to do that. But probably for the first lots of years, uh, I didn't find any other people with whom this was particularly resonating. Um, But then about uh, eight, nine years ago, yeah, but it was 2000, 
10. Um, we held a conference um, and uh, it wasn't about this, it was another conference, it was about um, Heaven Invading Earth conference. And I found that there were a number of doctors there who, who actually had a similar aspiration uh, to myself. And I also felt somewhat isolated. Um, so suddenly we found a group of us together. And we went, wow, okay, there's not, you know, a bit like the Elijah moment, you know, you're not alone, you're not on your own. So there are more of us. So we've actually then worked. Uh, we then worked to establish our healing center at, at Eastgate, which is where we pray for physical healing for people, um, in a way that was accessible to the National Health Service. Um, and then we've, we've developed this, and then we've, we've broadened it out. We, we, initially, we were thinking primarily of sort of doctors and nurses at the professional end of, of how we would help the professionals. But then we thought, we well, you know what, it's, it's not just the doctors and the nurses. Any Christian who works in that, that, that realm of healthcare uh, can bring Jesus into the equation. So it's, it's broadened from that. So we've, we've got the healing center, which probably serves about a thousand people a year. Again, sees miracles every time. And from uh, the beginning of February, that will be open um, every Saturday morning of the month, um, uh, which is a great step forward. Um, so I think what we've done, and then we've, we've moved on and we've held conferences for the last six or seven years, specifically for those who work in healthcare. And we found there's been a gradual momentum and gathering. And then it's increased in interest right across the UK. So we're finding other expressions within the UK. And we're just, we're trying to play a sort of a, a coordinating role to enable anybody um, to, to find a way forward. And Eastgate is particularly strong um, in terms of its resources and ability to train. So we're, we're looking at how we, we can train people. And we've, uh, we've now built our website, heaveninhealthcare.com, um, uh, which is basically an online community for anybody who works in the, the realm of healthcare. Um, we're establishing uh, for, you know, locality groups for the face-to-face dynamic of that and the support and encouragement um, and training to really help people grow in confidence that their Christianity can make a difference wherever they are. Um, so we've got, we got great stories. There's a, a lady, um, this is one of my favorite stories at the moment, so a lady who's a hairdresser and God told her to give up her hairdressing salon and go and cut uh, uh, people's hair in, old, in residential care homes. And she said she wasn't particularly, you know, uh, didn't feel particularly drawn to old elderly people, but she obeyed God. And then actually, as she's done it, she, she, she developed God's given her massive compassion for elderly people, and particularly those with dementia. And she's seen extraordinary breakthroughs with some people with, with dementia as she cuts their hair and she prays for them, she sings over them, and she's seen them breaking out of social isolation, she's seen breakthroughs in, with them physically and other symptoms. Um, so it, those are, these are beautiful stories that are, that are inspiring us to think, yes, anybody there. Um, we've also got you know consultant surgeons, we've got GPs, we've got physios, we've got nurses, and it's definitely a growing movement, which we're expressing, as I say, through, through our website, um, heaveninhealthcare.com. And now it's got interest in, from other nations, so uh, Holland, South Africa, United States, um, because healthcare is, is a massive challenge in pretty much every nation. Um, and we believe that we, if we bring the resources of heaven, then we can enrich and enhance healthcare provision uh, in our nation and now in other nations. Oh, that's fabulous, fabulous. Um, a piece I was reflecting on, on, on the way in which you know, church-based schools are part of the education system because, of course, it was the church that was at the forefront of education. And I was just wondering whether if churches had been known as healing centres, they might have had a greater influence in the National Health Service when it was set up in, in 1948. I don't know what your thoughts are that. 
Yeah, I, I think that's a really interesting question. I never thought about it before, but I guess it, it, it would and should have been true. Um, I don't think British Christianity has been particularly known for, for, for healing. And in fact, I think probably the reverse. Um, and I've talked with various people. I think it's, it's definitely not a strong point, I think, in, in the British church. Um, more sporadic, I think. And we need to, we all need to grow in faith in this dimension. So I thought that's a really interesting question. And I think, unfortunately, I don't think it was established in 1948. But now we're working hard to establish healing as a complementary option uh, for the National Health Service, which is what we've just recently approached our local sort of um, health authority and GPs with, that we can be a, a complementary service. And I think complementary is the right word, not alternative. Alternative okay. is, is probably an unhelpful word. Sure. Um, and I won't go into that in great detail, but the word complementary is really good because if I, if I give you another story, um, see, we want to be good news to the health service and we celebrate medicine. We don't, we're not an alternative to it. We're not, we're not competing against it. And our desire is that people get well, not that we end up with the kudos of, you know, oh, we healed them. Um, our aim is it doesn't matter how they get better, but they do get better. So um, two Saturdays ago, we had a gentleman come back to, to give feedback to the healing center. And he's got, has had uh, bowel cancer with secondaries in his liver. Um, he's obviously been under care of a hospital and an oncologist and other stuff. Um, and he's also been to our healing centre to receive prayer for healing. And he came back two weeks ago to report that he'd be, recently had a hospital follow-up and with his consultant uh, and got the news that there was no sign of cancer in his body at this moment in time, which yeah. is fantastic. Yeah, yeah. And then, then the, he then told his consultant that he'd been you know, having prayer at our healing centre uh, the consultant, basically this was a report was consultant said, well this is all fantastic because we've never had a result like this before this is a first for us of getting this result with this sort of, of cancer wow. and and what what I said and I, I said this to our, to our church on Sunday and I said, it, for us it's a delight to be part of that story yes. you know, we, we're part of a story but the medical world is also part of the story and both need to be celebrated and I think that's a mistake Christians sometimes make they don't celebrate medicine and healing in the same breath you know they, they almost it's like healing superior to medicine. Hmm. And a lot of Christian doctors have felt um, pushed out from the charismatic end of Christianity yeah. because their, their work is not celebrated. So, so a number one thing of heaven in healthcare is we want anybody who's working in healthcare to feel celebrated because their work is godly um, because it, it's completely lined up with the plan of heaven to get rid of uh, pain, sickness, and, and death. Um, so the medical world is directly aligned to the purposes of heaven. And I think we need to acknowledge that all medicine is a grace of God given to us for, for mankind to benefit from. And if we celebrate that and then we celebrate what, you know, the, the, the supernatural dimension on top, I think we've then actually got an approach that is compatible with uh, these two things sitting together in a way that the health services will uh, accept and acknowledge. Yeah, no, that makes marvellous sense, um, and Pete. Well, time's almost defeated us, but just a chance to, uh, for you to share anything that's, that's going on at Eastgate in the near future that, um, that uh, listeners need to know about. Yeah, I think um, we've got Chris Fallison passing through for a prophetic school um, on the uh, Thursday and Friday at the end of January. I think it's uh, 23rd, 24th or 24th, 25th, whatever those those dates are. Um, that's going to be a, a good event. Um, and so we've got the Healing Centre. Uh, so at the moment that's open, uh, well, it's the first and third Saturdays of, of the month, but from February that will be open 
uh, every Saturday a month between the hours of 10 and 12. And that's a great environment, even just to visit. And if people want to visit to just see how we do things, then they can get in, in contact with us. And um, and then building heavenlyhealthcare.com um, at the website is getting people on that. It's, they can go on it for uh, it's a, you know, free. But actually, we've got membership of that. Uh, so we're trying to build an online community. And for £5 a month, we want people to sort of feel that they belong to something as an emerging movement of Christianity affecting uh, the National Health Service and our nation as a whole. Um, and obviously we've got our, our, our spiritual schools, which will start again next September. Um, if people want to come and experience those, we do taste days for, for both of them. Fantastic, Pete. Well, thank you so much for, for sharing. Thank you for your vision for this uh, kind of work. It's exciting to see you know, how God's at work and, and will be at work in, in the future. So thanks so much. Yeah. And I can just say, if people Please want do. to know more about us, broadly speaking, it's, um, the website is eastgate.org.uk, um, and uh, so the church is called Eastgate, but eastgate.org.uk, and the Heaven in Healthcare is heaveninhealthcare.com. So, and, and thanks for having me on the show. It's been great to share. No, not at all. I'll, I'll put those in the show notes um, on the on-demand section of the website, so that's fabulous. Good. Well, thank you so much, Pete. And, and uh, thanks for having me. And thank you for listening, and uh, do look forward to your company again next uh, Sunday at 3.30. They obviously go to websites and uh, iTunes to, to get downloads of the Leadership File. And you can go to the, uh, um, uh, the shop and get a copy of my book, The Leadership Road Less Travelled. Do uh, look forward to your company again next Sunday at 3.30. Thanks for tuning in. You've been listening to The Leadership File on Premiere. Andy Peck serves as a tutor at CWR, a Christian charity whose courses and publications aim to apply God's Word to everyday life. Contact him via email apec at cwr.org.uk.